0: I kind of like chick flicks. Okay? Now, so you guys... So you guys, you're like, yeah, whatever, you know, you're a girl. uh, But I know if you're married or if you've got a girlfriend, I know that you secretly like chick flicks as well. And uh, we know that when you're sitting down on the couch or whatever, you're like pretending to be on your computer or on your phone, but really when they're watching the chick flicks, you are paying uh, much attention. I even know one person here today who even watches Say Yes to the Dress. And it's pretty sad that I even know what that show is. So I'm sorry about that. But anyway... To get to the point, there was a, there was a pretty actually lame chick flick movie that I thought was pretty lame. And there's some good ones, some bad ones. And uh, but uh, there was there was one that. Is going to serve as a pretty good purpose for us here today, and what we're going to talk about. And so, back in 1999, the epic movie called *Runaway Bride* like came to the movies, and starring Judy Roberts. And what it was all about is about this girl called Maggie Carpenter who uh, would uh, fall in love with this man. She would go, and uh, he would propose to her. They they would go to get married. They would arrange the wedding day, and they would get to the church. And suddenly, when she got to the church, she bolted and she ran. And this happened like. numerous times and then like Richard Gere who uh, who played a journalist came and they fell in love and then she bolted on him and and ran away from him And uh, but then they eventually got married. But what happened, this woman Maggie Carpenter, every time she'd get to the altar she would suddenly start uh, realising that she wouldn't scared that she was going to make a mistake. And she was scared that she was going to meet this guy and they were going to get married and the marriage was going to fail. And she had some serious commitment issues. And, uh, and what happened for Maggie Carpenter, the pain of running away from something was far less than the pain of possibly making the wrong decision and marrying the wrong person. In fact, running away from Maggie Carpenter was a lot easier than having an honest conversation with her fiance. And so what happened, the problem is, Maggie, the more she ran away, the more broken lives that she left in her trail. And in all honesty, Maggie Carpenter was a train wreck. All because she ran away when life got tough. And there's a man in the Bible who also ran away when life got tough. And this man actually, there's a story and we're going to look at the story and his story is almost unbelievable that you'll read it and you're like, that never happened. Well, I kind of believe it happens because I think what's in the Bible is true. But uh, but if you don't believe it happened then, well, that, that, that's fine because it's pretty crazy and uh, you need a lot of faith to believe it happened. Well, this guy, he ran away from God and he got swallowed by a big fish. And I'm not talking about the story of Pinocchio. I'm talking about a real man who found himself on the run from God. And we're going to look today what happens when we run from God and the problems that happen when we run from God. So this man, his name was Jonah, and he's got a book in the Bible, it's about four chapters long, and the book is entitled, Very Creative, Jonah. And uh, so if you have your Bibles with you this morning, we'll have some of the scriptures on the screen, but if you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to the book of Jonah, Jonah is like about, uh, it's about three quarters of the way through the Old Testament, and you'll be flicking through it and you'll miss it, and, uh, and you've got uh, Obadiah on one side and Micah on the other side, so that really helps you, I bet, finding the book of Jonah. But what happened, this man Jonah, he heard from God. In fact, he was even called a prophet of God. And a prophet of God is a man who, when, when God speaks, he hears, and then he goes and tells other people about what God says. So this is what God says to Jonah. Jonah was living in, a, in, 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 a, in the nation of Israel, and everything was all good and, and happy. They all loved God. They we all went to church together, and Jonah was a happy old guy. And then God came to him, and he says, Jonah... I want you to go to the city of Nineveh and I want you to tell them that they are wicked people and I'm going to bring destruction upon them. Now Jonah heard this and he was like ah, 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 I ain't doing that. And so instead of Jonah going to the city of Nineveh he went in totally the opposite direction. To give you some perspective Nineveh was a city that was really wicked. Nineveh was a city who was actually enemies of the enemies of the nation of Israel. Where Jonah lived. And if where I'm standing is Israel, over here is Nineveh. And so Jonah, instead of going this direction, Jonah went this direction. At that point, when he heard that, he went down to a port called Joppa, not Joppa down the road here, but Joppa in in, in Israel, and he sailed the mighty Chesapeake Bay. No, I'm kidding. And uh, so he, he got on a ship to Joppa, uh, uh, Joppa, and then he sailed to a place called Tarshish. And Tarshish actually was the farthest away that you could get in a civilized place as you could get from Nineveh. So Jonah went as far away from God or the call that God had on his life or the place that God wanted him to as possible, as far as he could go. And the city of Nineveh, it was such a great city that it took three days to walk all the way through it. So if you were walking, and uh, remember there were no vehicles in those days, there were no cars, no motorbikes, not even any push cycles or whatever and, and uh, no motorcycles, no nothing. So Jonah, for Jonah to walk from one side of Nineveh to the other, it took him three whole days. So could you imagine how many people lived in this city and God was going to bring judgment on this city because this city had done evil things in the sight of God. And you know, God spoke to Jonah. And let me tell you, when God speaks to you, God speaks in a way that is for your good. And for your purposes. And God speaks sometimes in ways that we don't understand and we don't like. But when God speaks, God does it for your good and for your purpose. But so often, we hear the message, what God speaks to us, and we don't like it. So we bolt and we run in the opposite direction. And so what we see, we see that Jonah didn't like the message because, firstly, he didn't like the people of Nineveh. He didn't like what the people of Nineveh stood for. And he also did not believe that Nineveh were were able to get a second chance. And And so Jonah did the only thing that he could do, and Jonah ran. And what we see here, we see in the book of Jonah, we see that firstly that Jonah experienced what it was like to be away from God. You see, when we do things that aren't in line with what God wants to do in our lives, and we go the other way, suddenly we distance ourselves from God, and we find ourselves a long way from God. And let me ask you: Have you ever been on the run from something? We saw that video. We saw those guys. They were on the run from the the police. And then that cheesy line comes on the end: "You can never, you can run, but you can't hide." And uh, but have you ever, have you ever been on the run from something? When I was like in in uh, uh, middle school. Um, my friends and myself, you know, I was a preacher's kid but I was a typical preacher's kid where I was like pretty misbehaviourous and, you know, we would get into all sorts and and we would go over the park and we would do all different sort of stuff and there was these tennis courts there and you had to pay some high dollar to get into these tennis courts well, there was a little gap in the fence and we kind of made this little gap into a big gap and so we used to go over there when nobody was watching and we would just go and play tennis and it was like this country club and things and all this money well, I remember one time this uh we were playing and then suddenly the guy who who, uh, who who like looked after the grounds he saw us and he was like oh you guys what are you doing well for me we we're a little mischievous but I couldn't stand the thought of getting into trouble so we dived through that fence you know leaving cut marks where we tried to cut our way through it and uh, and and I ran and I ran all the way home and I got home and I slammed the door behind me I ran upstairs into my room and I was so petrified because I really thought that the the police were going to come and they were going to arrest me. I mean, how ridiculous and how crazy. And and I, for the next three hours, I was just sat in my room and, and I was just so petrified. I was like, if my parents find out, if my parents find out, I'm going to get in so much trouble. And, uh, and then there was a knock at the door and my heart went from here right over here. You know, I mean, it went like right out my mouth and, and I honestly thought it was the police. And for those three hours of my life, my life was in torture. Because all I could think about was what I, the things I had done wrong and what I was running away from. Well, Jonah had a similar experience. Actually, Jonah's experience was a whole lot worse than my tennis court experience. Actually, I don't even think I've played tennis since, you know, and, uh, and I was probably too scared. But what we find here in the book of Jonah, and in Jonah chapter 1, verse 3, God has just told Jonah to, uh, to, to, to go to the city of Nineveh and tell the people how wicked they are and what God is going to do to them. And then it says this, But Jonah got up, and went in the opposite direction to get away from the lord he went down to the port of joppa where he found a ship leaving to Tarshish. he bought a, st- a ticket and went on board hoping to escape from the lord by sailing to Tarshish. and we see here that jonah he wasn't escaping his circumstances he was trying to escape from god so what happens jonah gets on the boat Jonah goes down into the, into the into the bottom of the boat and he starts to sleep, and then Jonah's woken up halfway through the middle of the night and this storm has come on this boat, and everybody is petrified. It's it's no Hurricane Earl that was like a non-event. This is like more like a Hurricane Katrina that is coming, and these sailors of these boats are so petrified they start getting all the all the cargo. They start putting it over the over the sea, um, over the over the side of the ship into the sea to see if it will help but it doesn't the boat begins to sink and they're in a lot of trouble and so these guys all from lots of different religions they started praying to their gods but nothing would happen then they decided okay somebody on this ship must be cursed they must be running away from God because this storm can only be a God made storm because it's so crazy so they started taking lots and the lot fell on Jonah and at that point Jonah says yes I've been running away from God. And this is what he says. In Jonah chapter 1 verse 10 it says, The sailors were terrified when they heard this. And they heard that Jonah served the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of, of, uh, um, of Jacob, the God of heaven. He so The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for, they, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. And they said, Oh, why did you do it? They groaned. And then what happened is Jonah says, Okay, it's my fault. Throw me over the side of the boat. I'll die. I'll take it for the team. And, uh, and so that's what they did. And you see, Jonah, he was so concern, con- consumed with running away from God and the things that God had for his life. And he was so scared to face up for what God had for his life that he thought the end in his life was better than facing up to what God had for his life. This guy had a total wrong perspective of life. He thought that God, what God wanted him to do would destroy him. But instead running away from what God had for his life destroyed him. And we see that Jonah. Because Jonah turned away from God. It started to affect other people. And in our lives when we start to turn away from God. And we start to run in the opposite direction. We don't just affect our own life and destroy our own life. We leave a trail behind of destruction. And I don't know if you've met people who their lives are just in turmoil. And soon enough, you stay around them long enough. If you're not careful, your life may end in turmoil as well. And this is what happened with Jonah. So Jonah decided it was better to give up than face the purposes that God had for his life. So Jonah is thrown over the side of the boat. They're like, man overboard. But they're like, see you, Jonah. The storm calmed, Jonah sank to the bottom of the sea, and then this big fish came and swallowed him up. And for three days and three nights, this man Jonah, he lay in the belly of the fish. Now, I don't even like to like clean fish, or catch fish, or touch fish, and I don't mind eating it, but touching fish is disgusting. Could you imagine being inside a fish's belly for three days? I mean, forget that. The smell, I mean, that would be bad enough, but the slime, the... I mean, I'd just be, like, gagging constantly. I mean, I couldn't imagine how bad it would be. And so this man, Jonah, he finds himself in the belly of the fish. And this is what he says during those three days and three nights. In Jonah chapter 2 and verse 4, he said, Then I said, Lord, you have driven me from your presence... Yet I will look once again to your holy temple. Jonah realized he was a long way from God. And Jonah knew that when you're a long way from God, he knows that there is no hope. He knows that there was no purpose for his life. He knew that everything that he had known, he had lost because he decided to run from God. And what we find, we find that Jonah was a man with broken dreams and he wanted to end it all. And he was so far away from God. He was a hurting man. But I believe God took Jonah through this experience for this one reason. And that is, healed people can only reach out to hurting people. You see, hurting people can't reach out to hurting people because hurting people are so consumed with their own hurts. And the only way that you can be healed is to one day be at a place where you're hurting. And Jonah was a man at this point who was hurting. But God knew that he was going to heal Jonah and take Jonah into a different place. And he knew that experience would allow Jonah to reach out to other people who were hurting. Jonah wanted to get away from God. And for the first time in his life, he realized what it was like to be away from God. He realized what the people of Nineveh We're going to go through. But we also see, Jonah just didn't experience what it was like to be away from God. Jonah experienced what it was like to be given a second chance. We see in Jonah chapter 2 and verse 6, it says this, I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth, whose gates locked shut forever. Then he says this, but you, my Lord, my God, you snatched me from the jaws of death. Then he says this in verse 9 of chapter 2. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. And I will fulfill all my vows. Then he says this. For my salvation comes from the Lord alone. And then once he said this. Then this happened. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. And then we see an incredible chance that Jonah has been given. In Jonah chapter 3 in verse 1. To 3. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. He said get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh a city so large that it took three days to walk through it. God is a God of a second chance and think about your life. Think about Where you would be if somebody hadn't given you a second chance? Maybe it was a second chance in a job. Maybe it was a second chance in a relationship. Maybe it was a second chance in in an education. Where would you be if somebody had not given you a second chance? I think of the likes of people in history. The likes of Abraham Lincoln. The likes of Winston Churchill. Even people like Mother Teresa. Nelson Mandela. People like the Apostle Peter. Or King David in the Bible. If they had not been given a second chance in their lives. They would have never made the impact that they have in this world. Second chances are important. And the God that we serve here at Generation Church. Is a God who gives second chances. And he wants to give a second chance to you. And he wants to give a second chance to me. The reason is, is because God loves us so much, and God loved Jonah so much. He saw the pain that Jonah was in, and he could not resist, but give Jonah a second chance. And God didn't only give Jonah a second chance, he also gave Nineveh a second chance. And what happened is Jonah, when he got given his second chance, he said, okay, and he went to Nineveh. And he started to preach and say that God is going to destroy this city because you are so evil. And the people of Nineveh started to turn to God. And they started to cry out to God. And they said, God help us, save us, don't do this to us. And God decided, I'm not going to destroy this city. Because these people have cried out to me, I'm going to give them a second chance. Actually, in fact, it wasn't even a second chance that they were given. I believe it was a second hope. It was a second hope of life. It was a hope to bring purpose to their lives. It was a hope to dream again. It was a hope that they may prosper. It was a hope that they may have faith. And it was a hope that they will no longer be away from God. Because they realized being away from God was the worst place in the world that you could ever be. And these people in Nineveh, they had everything. They had a big city. They had riches. They probably had a great football team. But yet they didn't have God. And they realize without God this life is pointless, this God, life is useless, useless, this life is a life without hope. And with God it is a life to be lived and enjoyed and a life of hope. So God gave them a second hope. I wish the story ended here. But it doesn't. Jonah kind of takes a turn for the worst. Jonah suddenly starts to preach to these people of Nineveh. They start to turn to God. And God turns to Jonah and says, I'm not going to destroy this city. And Jonah, for the first time, since he came back to God, suddenly experienced selfishness instead of selflessness. You see, Jonah preached to these people that God was going to destroy them. And then God turned around and says, I'm not going to destroy them. And suddenly Jonah realised the words that he had said to them and predicted them is were was not going to happen. And so for Jonah, Jonah was going to lose face. Face. Jonah's pride was going to. Jonah had a lot of pride, and Jonah was going to find himself telling these people things that weren't going to happen. You see, for Jonah, Jonah started to think more about himself and his own pride than the lives of these people in this community. He thought of his own self instead of the people whose lives were going to be destroyed, whose lives were hurting, whose lives were without hope. And even though Jonah had been a long way from God, he still put his own feelings before those of the people of Nineveh. And here at Generation Church, we've experienced what it's been like to be away from God. I've experienced what it's like to be away from God. I've experienced times where I've been as far away from God as you can imagine. But I know, and I know the people here at Generation Church, we know what it's like to be given a second chance. We know that our God is a God who gives us second chances. And I know from my life, God has given me an incredible second chance. And this is what happened with Jonah. In Jonah chapter uh, chapter 4 verse 1, 1 to 3, it says, This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. He said, Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? This is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you were a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted did not happen. So what happened? Jonah got in a mood. I mean he was in a rotten stinking mood. So he sat on the edge of the city of Nineveh. He looked over uh, over Nineveh. The sun was beating down and suddenly as he sat there this plant, this huge plant just started to grow and it grew over his head and it covered him from the sun. And so what do you do? On a nice summer's day, when you've got a shade and it's hot outside, and you're and you're sitting down by a tree, you fall to sleep. And Jonah fell asleep, and he fell asleep for several hours. And while he was asleep, this worm came. I mean, this must have been like a mega, huge worm. But this worm came and it ate the plant. And Jonah woke up, and Jonah had sunstroke. How many of you ever had sunstroke? I'm like back in April this year it was supposed to be like 80 degrees down in Ocean City and so Raquel and myself were like let's go for the weekend so we went down there and uh and we got there and I had my shorts on and it was like 55 degrees I'm like this is crazy and the weather had turned for the worst but the sun was still out we're like we're here we're gonna sit on the beach and we're gonna catch some sun I'm like my pride kicked in. So we sat on the beach. And we were cold. We had blankets around us and everything. But I, I lay there and I fell asleep. And I fell asleep for about two hours. And I woke up and I had the worst sunstroke ever. I mean, it was only like 55, 60 degrees. But the sun hit me. All that day, I was in the worst mood ever. Because my head hurt. I'm like, I was aching. I was hurting. And this was where Jonah was. Jonah was in this place where suddenly he was in a big mood. And he started to curse God and he said, God, why have you done this to us, to me? Why did this worm come? And then God said this in Jonah chapter 4, verses 10 to 11. Then the Lord said, you feel sorry about the plant. Though you did nothing to put it there, it came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness. Not to mention all the animals Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Jonah felt more sorry for himself than he did for the lives of these people at Nineveh. And here at Generation Church, we understand what it means to have a second chance. And we understand if we serve the God that we serve, then we need to give people a second chance. And here at Generation Church, our desire is not to be like Jonah, who after all that God had done for him, started to look at himself, and he was only concerned about himself. But we realize that if we want to reach out and give people a second chance, then we need to reach out to people who are far away from God. We need to look upon this generation and the communities that are around us and we need to reach out our hands with love. We can need to do all we can to give this generation a second chance. Jonah was a man who became bitter. But pure love, joy and hope comes out of people who reaches out their hands and realize if it wasn't for the grace and the mercy of God we'd still be in that belly of that fish, living an awful, horrible life. But God gave us a second chance. And we've decided, here at Generation Church, we're going to be a church that invests in this community. We're going to invest life. We're going to energize this community. We're going to invest love. And we're going to do it all through the only way that we know how. And that is through bringing and declaring the message and the hope of Jesus Christ. So today we're here at our final preview service. Next week, we launch our church and we start for good. And I ask you today, do you want to be part of a group of people who haven't got it all figured out, but we want to give this community a second chance we want to give our generation a chance to find hope once again a generation that has lost hope has lost faith and has lost God but they have a chance to find that again and we want to be a church that wants to reach out we want to be a church that tells the world about Jesus Christ and finally as I close today Jesus Christ came to this world to die for the sins of men and in John chapter 12 verses 46 to 47 he says this he says I have come as a light to shine in the dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark I will not judge those who hear me but don't obey me for I have come to save the world and not judge it. And Jesus Christ came that we may have life we may have light and we may have hope. And here at Generation Church we want to be a part of that. Of bringing that hope and that life and then shining that light in this community. Let's bow our heads in prayer. God, we thank you today for all that you've done for us. God, we thank you that you are a God who gives us a second chance. When we've lost hope, God, you come and bring us hope once again. When we've drifted along far away from you, God, you just come and you bring us back to yourself. We realize that this life is nothing. This life is a horrible place if we are far away from God where there is no hope. But we realize, Lord, when we are with you and near you, that we have hope, we have life, we have just an abundant joy that comes. And God, we desire to give this to other people. So help us here at Generation Church. God, as we launch this church, And we reach out to our community and our friends and our families. God, let us go with that message of hope. That people may capture what it is to have hope in this life. That they may have real and true and a great life that is only found in you. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed. I want to ask you today. Maybe you need a second chance. Maybe God is saying to you you're a long way from me you're not near for near me but i want to give you a second chance i want to give you hope i want to give you life i want to give you a chance to experience an incredible life through me and if that's you today i want you just to pray to god and say god God give me another chance make yourself real to me today that I may know you or or know what it's like to be close to you give me a chance to see what this life in Jesus Christ is all about and I don't know if you know God if you don't know God if you once knew God and you don't know God now or you've just drifted away I believe that The presence of Jesus Christ is here right now and he can touch you. He can touch your life. And he can be right in this place in your life. And you may have walked in here so far away from God. But you can walk out of here arm in arm with God. With a new hope and a new life and a new chance.